Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last evening, I made a parallel. We paralleled uh, the feast that we have today, the entry of the Most Holy Theotokos in the Temple, with the story of Hannah and Samuel. There's many parallels. Uh, the despondency of the inability to have a child, the gift of the child and the offering of the sacrifice of that child in the temple, the firstborn brought to the temple and given over to God. And we talked last night about, well, it was very dark outside, and it's been feeling like we're definitely moving into the colder season, fall and winter, and talked about retreating into the temple, into the darkness, uh, listening as Samuel did for the Lord, being able to discern as the Lord calls us to be able to then offer our service, our prayer to God. This morning I want to expand just a little bit more on the parallels uh, with Hannah and Samuel and Joachim and Anna and the Theotokos. Samuel came and was born and sat, sat aside, sanctified, for a very particular mission. He was going to be one who to be restored to restore the worship and leadership of Israel. Before Samuel is born, I might remember the book of Judges. Uh, and what happens in Judges? Well, a lot of things happen in Judges. Uh, it ends very bloody, uh, very, I'll say, in pieces. Uh, and one of the last verses of Judges says that everyone was doing what they thought was right in their own eyes. Samuel is born into this context. And not only was it just the people, it wasn't like we had uh, the leadership and the priesthood were doing everything that God commanded. In fact, when Samuel is born and he's brought into the temple, Eli, the high priest, the, his sons are priests. If I'm remembering the names correctly, Hophni and Phineas, uh, and they, unfortunately, uh, are corrupt. They are temp uh, tampering and taking things from the sacrifice that they are unable or should not be doing, and therefore nullifying, uh, degrading, desecrating the sacrifice to God. The worship in the temple is corrupt. The leadership is corrupt. The worship in the temple is corrupt. And Samuel is brought into the very mix of this, and it is Samuel who will learn uh, ways of correct sacrifice, worship. He will help restore the worship. It won't be until later, until David, King David, that worship is fully restored. We have a two-year-old coming to the steps of the temple. Hello. All right, I'll just pick you up, because I don't think you're going to go. So, with Samuel, he helps uh, to restore order and right worship. Uh, Phineas and Hophni are killed. Worship will eventually be restored at Samuel, one of his anointed David. But then we have, he anoints Saul. He anoints Saul as king, one who is to restore order. And at first, everything seems to go right. Samuel, I don't want to get into the weeds with Saul and David and all of the incredible story there, but what we have in Samuel is he is born 
to help fulfill and restore what had been lost. The Theotokos, she is, as the Synoxarian states, the betrothed of God when God has betrothed himself to human nature. We don't have a Phineas and Hophni, but when, or uh, no leadership, but we do have, when Christ comes, uh, we have a similar situation. Worship has not been uh, restored, is not being done correctly. Uh, leadership is all over the place. And probably the thing I forgot the most about Samuel, the prophetic ministry, speaking truth in the midst of falsehood. Uh, there is a lot of confusion as to what is true. Our Lord and the ministrations of Theotokos and her entry into the temple, she is being prepared to usher in and to restore the lack of worship, the corrupt worship. She has come to help restore through her son the truth by God who will come in the flesh to us as we will celebrate in a short time. That through the Theotokos and her entry into the temple, the preparation for the correction of worship, for the speaking of truth, but also as we celebrate the King of Kings, the true Adam will come and restore all things to their correct place. Scripture resounds with these themes, with loss that we all experience, with despair, despondency, being distraught at what has become of our situations, whether personally, corporately, communally, nationally, globally, etc. But we have today a feast that is, as the Traparian says, a prelude of the goodwill of God, that God has ordained things, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of brokenness, of incorrect sacrifice and worship, of the bloody mess that we find in the book of Judges, to even failed leadership like Saul that we find, even though he was the anointed one, the one that Samuel anointed and put to help restore order, that we have our hope not set as Martha in the frenzy and the worriedness about all the things that we can put together and try to assemble and figure out as much as we possibly can. And that is good and right. There is something good to it. But there is something better. It is to dwell within the temple. It is to rest in our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ to incorporate our worship uh, correctly into his true worship, to speak truth grounded in our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, and to rule with him as much as we can within the little aspects of our lives to dispel through his kingly authority all the demonic forces and things that distract us and want us to worry and descend into the violence and chaos that we find around us. It was true in Israel. It was true in Israel at the time of the Theotokos of our Lord, and it will be true until the end. May God grant us, uh, with the Theotokos, the peace to accept uh, what is around us, but to enter into the temple and find God 
and the peace that surpasses all understanding. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And this evening we'll have...